2: At least most Bible scholars believe it's Daniel. He's somewhere between the age of 10 to 17. Most will say he was actually a teenager, but he was living probably a most normal life. But one day, tragedy strikes. The day of trouble entered his life. What is the day of trouble that's described in the Bible? It can be described as a day when it seems that all of Satan's demons are at your door and they're having a camp meeting of their own out front. The situation could be so intense, though, that it keeps you up at night. The day of trouble also represents a circumstance that may look impossible. And maybe you're facing something like that right now, or you're walking someone through what appears to be an impossible situation. Well, you have a God who makes the impossible possible. Psalms twenty one to 5. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. And send thee help from the sanctuary. Strengthen thee out of Zion. God answers in the day of trouble, the children of God. Today, at the end of this message, I'm going to give you specific steps to overcome in the day of trouble. The day of trouble arrived in Daniel's life, and again, he's a young teenager, most likely, and King Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, launches an attack against the city of Jerusalem. Daniel and thousands are taken into exile, into Babylon. It is a day of trouble in Daniel's life. And we don't have any account that Daniel's mother and father were being taken into exile with him. We have no account of them at at all there in this situation. Daniel's a young teenager, most likely that's alone. But Daniel, he purposed in his heart to do whatever God wanted him to do. It wasn't long before the king saw excellence and Daniel's spirit, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. He saw that Daniel was a good man. He saw that God was with Daniel. Daniel became a very important man in Babylon. King Nebuchadnezzar appointed him over all the other officials. But again, the day of trouble strikes and Daniel's life, and he is actually sentenced to death. What will Daniel do in the day of trouble? God wants us to be prepared For the Day of Trouble. Because the Day of Trouble will enter each of our lives. Circumstances come up in this lifetime. And if you haven't faced something that seems impossible, you may. You just may. I want to tell you about a lady that I was called to visit at the medical center. Her sister called my sister. okay, And because her sister didn't live in Texas and said, could your sister go to the hospital? My sister's in a coma and she's dying. And so my sister said, absolutely, you know, I'll call her. So she called me and I said, I certainly will. What hospital is she in? I'll go and I'll lay hands on and pray for her. So I called Joan and Joan and I, the next day, we got in the car to go down to the medical center at Methodist Hospital. And, you know, we were praying along the way and had some conversation about the situation. But then we just went into deep prayer. I'll never forget what God did. The day of trouble had arrived in this lady's life. She's unconscious in a coma. And so uh, Joan and I pulled into valet parking at the medical center, and I will not forget what God did. Joan's in the passenger seat up front, and we pulled the car up to the valet parking, and I had just stepped out of the car. I remember my foot had just hit the pavement, and as soon as my foot hit the pavement, the Lord said, I'm taking her. I thought, oh, my goodness. Okay, Lord. And so as I got out the car and went on the other side to talk with Joan, I said, Joan, the Lord says that he's going to take her. And she said, Vow, no. I said, yes. He says he's going to take her. And Joan said, well, can we pray? Maybe we can pray about this and he'll change his mind. I said, absolutely, Joan. So Joan and I headed off to the chapel and we were going to go to pray before we went to the room to visit. You know, my sister's friend's sister. And so we went to the chapel to pray. And as we were praying and praying and I'm crying out to God and Joan's on her knees and she's praying and I'm talking to God and I'm asking him to change his mind. But there was nothing. He didn't answer. He didn't say a word. And so I continued to cry out and talk with him about it. But there was silence. He didn't say a word. And so after we had finished praying and we got up to walk out and once we exited the chapel, Joan said, did he change his mind? I said, no. He didn't answer. And she said, what does that mean? I said, usually if he tells me he's going to do something, Joan, and I go back and ask him to do something different, if he doesn't answer me, that means he's going to do just what he said. That means I've spoken. And I thought, that's just the way it is. She said, okay. Are you going to tell them? I said, no. I said, I asked him. When he wouldn't answer, I asked him, well, if you're not going to bring her out of a coma, will you let her talk to her children, because her children were young men. There was like four young men that she had uh, was raising, and they were like their 20s, 30s, you know, that she had raised. And then there was a, a daughter-in-law that came to the hospital. Well, and so I asked God, Lord, let her talk to them. Let her be able to communicate in some way with them. But don't just take her in a coma, and these young people don't understand, praise God. And so John and I went to the room, and that's what I asked him for. It was absolutely amazing. I'll never forget. We're praying over her, and she started to flinch one shoulder, you know? And she's flinching one shoulder up and down. And so the nurse came in to check on her and everything. And so I asked the nurse, I said, has she been moving her left shoulder? She said, no, she's in a coma. I said, oh, okay, okay. You know, so she, the nurse went back out, and she, moved, she began to move the whole arm, you know? Joe and I are thinking, this lady is not in a coma. She is clearly not in a coma. It wasn't very long. As we stood beside her bed, she opened her eyes. She opened her eyes. And yes, God did take her, but she got to communicate with them. God did exactly what I was asking him to do. Praise God. The power of vision is so important. Revelation and being able to talk to God and receive answers. God wants all of us to have the power of revelation. Revelation. Paul, the apostle in the New Testament, he's told the Ephesian church that he was constantly praying for them without ceasing. And he was praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ would give them wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, because revelation is power, vision that will change your life. That's what revelation is. And that's the title of today's message, vision that will change your life. Daniel, a young man in exile, he's a man of prayer. Even though he's held in captivity, Daniel still loves God. Three times a day, he would go before the Lord in his house. He would lift up his hands towards heaven and pray. King Darius was the king and he loved Daniel. The Bible says that King Darius appointed Daniel above the other men and his kingdom because he found excellence in Daniel's spirit. And so the king sought to set Daniel over the whole realm. Daniel chapter 6, 3. This angered the president and the princes, and they sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no occasion, no fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any fault found in him. Then these men said, we shall not find an occasion against this Daniel, except we can find it against him concerning the law, of his God Daniel chapter six, four and five. Oh, it's a day of trouble, all right, and Daniel's life. These men sought occasion to get rid of Daniel. What would they do? Now what will Daniel do in this day of trouble and his life? So the men sought to find a way to cause Daniel to stumble, to trap him. They requested to the king to make a decree according to the law of the Medes and the Persian, that no one would be able to change. That in the next thirty days, if anyone made a petition, To one other than the king, whether it be God or man, they will be thrown in the lion's den. King Darius signed the decree. However, Daniel was not moved. He was steadfast. He continued to pray, just as he had three times a day. Daniel did not hide his prayer. He threw open his window, and he kneeled down, and he prayed, and he gave thanks to God, just as he had before three times a day. Daniel chapter six and verse 10. Daniel knew that the sentence was death to be thrown to the lions. It would have been much easier for Daniel to just close the door and pray and not let anyone see his prayers. But that wasn't the occasion for Daniel. That is not what he had done in the past. And so Daniel continued to go before his God as he always did. Daniel's prayer life is so important to him. It was a way of life for Daniel. And he wasn't willing to give up his relationship with God to please the king. Daniel was not going to compromise in any way his relationship. Daniel was arrested, and he was taken to the lion's den. The king was so disturbed in his spirit, the Bible says that night that Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, the king could not eat or drink, knowing that he had made such a decree and that this decree had caused Daniel to be sentenced to death. Sadly, the king said, Daniel, may your God deliver you. Daniel 6 and 16, the king anxiously waited for the dawning of the next day. And early the next morning, he went to the lion's den and he cried out to Daniel. Oh, Daniel, has your God saved you? Oh, the king loved Daniel. What will you do when the day of trouble arrives? But God looks at our faithfulness. God looks at the soul whose purpose in their heart that they are committed to him, and that they will not turn. God saw this in Daniel, and God favored Daniel. Daniel never deviated from his faith and his belief in God. God delivered Daniel from the lion's den. And when the king rushed to the den in the morning and cried out in deep sorrow in his heart, O oh, Daniel, you are a servant of the living God, the God whom you worship. Was he able to save you from the lions? Oh, I'm sure that the king's heart was pounding with fear and yet expectation. He too must have believed in Daniel's God somewhat, because he's wondering, has your God saved you? Then the king heard a voice coming from the lion's den. Your majesty, he said, King Darius live forever. It was the voice of Daniel. My God has sent his angel, and he has shut the lion's mouth so that they could not touch me. I am innocent before God, and I have not done anything wrong to you. The king was overjoyed. He ordered Daniel to be lifted out of the lion's den. And there was not a scratch found on Daniel because Daniel believed in God, the God that he served. Then the king gave a command because God moved on the king's heart to make it a decree that all the people in the kingdom would fear and serve Daniel's God who had the power to deliver from the lions. Daniel 6, 26 to 27. How was Daniel prepared? for the day of trouble. Let's think about that for a moment. It's vitally important that each of us is always prepared, come what may. Daniel certainly was. He was prepared. He was prepared for the enemy to show up at his doorstep without notice. Daniel had a phenomenal prayer life. The Bible tells us three times a day, Daniel prayed and went before God. So Daniel had appointed times that he sought God. Daniel was prepared for what would happen in life. Daniel fasted. He prayed. Daniel's religion was a lifestyle. It affected not only what he did. It affected not only how he prayed. It affected how he lived. It affected his whole lifestyle. It even affected what Daniel would eat. Daniel's fasting and prayer brought him into a place of such a deep relationship with God that Daniel had vision. Vision that will change life. Daniel's vision changed his life. God wants every child of God to have vision that will change our life. Daniel prophesies. He looks down the hallway of time when he saw the birth of the Messiah coming. Hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus is born. Daniel prophesies of the coming of this Messiah. He says this, in my vision at night, I looked and there before me, There was one like the Son of Man in the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. Daniel 7th chapter and 13th verse. Daniel is seeing down the hallway of time. Daniel purposed in his heart to go after God and he would not turn back. When you purpose in your heart to go after God with fasting and prayer, God will answer you with miracles, signs, and wonders. The vision that God will give you will change your life. The power of fasting and praying cannot be underestimated. Daniel's prayer saved his life. It is his prayer that saved his life. Daniel was prepared for the day of trouble, should it come into his life. Daniel had the writings of Jeremiah. So Daniel understood the word of God. Even though the king's men had a wicked plot against Daniel, they were defeated. Before they ever started, because Daniel was prepared in prayer. Daniel fought his battles in prayer. And when the day of trouble came in his life, Daniel was prepared and Daniel won. Did he win when he was thrown in the lion's den? Daniel had already won. Daniel won when he sought God on his knees in prayer before the day of trouble came into his life. He had a relationship with God and Daniel had confidence that God would deliver him through fasting and prayer. We receive the power of revelation. I'm talking about vision and vision will change your life. The Bible says, write the vision down that those that read it may run with it. We are humble before God. When we fast revelation actually comes by the power of the Holy spirit. And every child of God is to walk in the power of revelation That's why the Apostle Paul kept praying that the church would have wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That word revelation is a golden key to the church. God wants to reveal to you what he is doing. The Bible says he tells his secrets to the prophets, his friends. So God tells his secrets to his friends. I promise you, Daniel purposed in his heart to go after God, and he would not turn back. The power of fasting and prayer. It brings the power of revelation into one's life. Prayer saved Daniel's life. They prepared the day of trouble for Daniel, but when it arrived, Daniel was ready. Daniel had the writings of Jeremiah that he studied, and even though the king's men had plotted against him, they were not able to succeed. Daniel fought in prayer. He had such a dynamic relationship He humbled himself before God, and the power of revelation was active in the life of Daniel. Every child of God was meant to walk in the power of revelation. God wants to reveal to you what he is doing. There's so much to learn about Daniel and use that relationship that you study to advance in the kingdom of God. God wants each of us to walk in the realm of all possibilities. I want to talk just a little bit about Daniel's character that the Bible reveals. He's characterized of one that has faith that's consistent. He does not waver. He knows the laws of Moses. He had the writings of Jeremiah. Daniel chooses not to be defiled by the king's food when he arrived in Babylon. Daniel knew the Torah, and so Daniel knew what was unclean to him, and he kept his faith in the word of God. There isn't one negative word that we can find in the word of God written on Daniel, the prophet. And so Daniel had a good reputation. He was obedient to God. Daniel is a government official under four kings. This is a man who fasted and prayed and purposed in his heart. He purposed in his heart that he would not turn from God. And so God blesses Daniel. He gives him favor. He exalts him in a foreign land. In a foreign land, he's official under four kings. Daniel has perseverance. Daniel's ministry goes over a span of 70 years of captivity. So actually, when Daniel was thrown in the lion's den, scholars say he's about 80 years old. Daniel's captured, though, as a young man in Nebuchadnezzar's first siege in Jerusalem. And then he lives in Babylon, even in the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. This is the same Cyrus that decrees that the exiled Israelites may return to Jerusalem and rebuild the temple that Nebuchadnezzar destroyed. There's a long time. And so it's possibly makes sense to point out that Daniel's ministry again goes over a period of 70 years that Daniel is in captivity. Daniel fasts and prays. His prayers are so powerful Daniel even is the first to actually introduce by name Gabriel and Michael in the Bible. You've heard about these two good angels of God, Gabriel and Michael. These two angels show up in the Old and the New Testament. That's absolutely amazing. And Gabriel announces the coming of the birth of Christ. And Michael, there he announces that Michael is fighting against Satan. Daniel meets Gabriel. Gabriel. Doing one of Daniel's troubling visions, Gabriel is told to tell Daniel what the vision means. Gabriel shows up later and tells Daniel that God has a plan to make an end to Israel's sin. Daniel 9 and 21. How to stand in the day of trouble steps that Daniel took. Daniel studied the law of Moses. Daniel fasted and prayed in preparation for any day of trouble that would come in his life. God was a central point of Daniel's life. Revelation is Daniel's secret weapon. He could not be defeated because God uses the power of revelation. Receiving revelation is something like an art. Revelation is something that God gives Even to one that thinks they are the lowest, God will give revelation. The one who's really after God should not wait for revelation. You should pursue it because that's vision that will change your life. The prophets of the Bible, they would ask God, they would seek and they would knock. And they would sacrifice themselves at all costs to obtain revelation from God. I'm talking about fasting and praying so that you can hear and see and know what God is doing. Be acquainted with the written scripture. I'm talking about the steps to be prepared for the day of trouble. Go to the word of God. Maybe you come to a point where there aren't even any words that you would pray. There's so much going on at that time in your life. You don't have the words to pray. That's when you take to your Bible. And you open the Psalms. Always have a Bible that has headings in it. And it tells you what's going on in those Psalms. So you know what to pray. Go to the Lord. Read the Psalms over those situations. Read the Psalms over that person. Minister God's word back to him. And prayer. Those are the only words that you really need. Because God's word is never void of power. And all things are possible with God. Pray. Speak the word of God over the situation, and God, by the inward witness, will give you the power of revelation in that circumstance. God wants every child of God to have the power of revelation. Vision will change your life. Vision and dreams in the Old Testament were common because prophets didn't have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And so God did a lot of communicating by visions and by dreams. Unlike the church today, us having the Holy Spirit living within us, the prophets didn't have that. So God sent a lot of visions and dreams upon them as the anointing of the Holy Spirit would rest upon them. So visions and dreams are a very important part of your life today. Miracles, signs, and wonders Follow those who truly believe. God wants you to walk in visions and miracles and signs and wonders. They are to follow the child of God. That's the word of God. Miracles, signs, and wonders follow those who believe. Revelation is a sign from God. So many people are afraid of a sign from God. I haven't been able to figure that out because revelation is a sign from God. Revelation is a vision. That will change your life. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray.
1: You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 530. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org.
2: You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654 each Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time.